Jeans. Jeans. I'm cheesed to meet you. <laughs> you are cheesed to meet me. I let it come up to room temperature so it tastes better now. Mm. Sometimes I think you just forget about them. No, I'm doing it on purpose. Okay. If you say so. The thing is, the texture is better when it's warm because it's soft. And it tastes better. The flavor comes out in cheese when you heat it up. Well, there you have it. <laughs> this is not going into the <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, uh, and this is uh, Feature Creatures, our uh, uh, recurring segment that we do for when we see a movie in the theater. In the theater. Uh, this week we saw Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool, uh, and as always, I'm Nine. And I'm Opal. Uh, Opal, we've been looking forward to seeing this movie for a little bit. I have been for approximately what? one month. That's right. Yeah. Because uh, that's about when we saw Possessor, uh, his previous movie. Yeah, I knew another one was coming, but I didn't know much about it. It wasn't being as heavily advertised as it is in this very moment. I also feel like we've come into our David Cronenberg appreciation in like the last six months. Maybe a little bit more, but Brandon is his own man, Okay. Sure, but, like, it does, like, pique my interest a little bit. It does. It does. It's a little bit... I do feel like they're a little bit similar. They are a little bit similar. I will say that much of the stuff that I have seen. I think they have slightly different bullshit. Like, I think uh, Brandon is a little bit more about identity, and David is a little bit more about bodies. That makes sense? Sure. Sure Different things. Um, But anyway, um, yeah, this is the... Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Mia Goth vehicle. Yeah, what a cast this has. Yeah, the, when I saw the cast for this, I was like, oh, we're going to see this movie. Absolutely. Um, Just, I mean, it's a director that we know we like with people we know we like. So yeah. we were interested. I mean, we watched movies uh, with Skarsgård and Mia Goth that we liked very much in this last year. We watched a Brandon yeah, Cronenberg movie. Both of we them liked. are kind of on a roll right now. Yeah. If uh, I may humbly say so. I, I think so. Um, I mean, Mia Goth proved that she could carry a movie with Pearl. Yeah, uh, and boy, did we take that lesson to heart. Yeah, because, wow. Um, but first, before we get before we get into this, this movie, it's time for trailer talk. Oh, we love talking about trailers. Let's go. If you've, if you've tuned in to uh, Future Creatures, you know that we love talking about the trailers that play before the movie. I was so scared we were going to get the exact same trailers that we've gotten the past few times. Yes, because it did start again with the trailer that we've seen, I think, like every time we've seen a movie in the last three months, which was 80 for Brady. I think that was in the... the uh theater commercial segment before the actual trailer it was, it was like mercifully short along with like the ant-man promo that they played right before the movie started um the trailers proper i see i thought these were some good trailers these were good trailers let's start with a movie that i think we'll probably end up seeing yeah i'm kind of interested in this uh let's start with evil dead rise that was a very interesting trailer to me uh, the only thing I'm worried about with that trailer is I liked what I saw, 
but I'm worried that they might have shown me too many of the good parts in the trailer. That is also true. That is a trapping of new movies is when they show too many of the good parts of the movie. It's like, do you have enough other good parts? I think it looks, um, you said it looked a lot like the, the Evil Dead remake. Yeah. Which it, I have not seen. It reminds me of a lot of the stuff that they were doing in the first Evil Dead, where it's a little bit more serious as opposed to like the the second and third one, I would say, which I think could either be really good or really bad. Yeah, I'm the jury's out on this one. I think if it gets good reviews, I'll definitely want to see it. I might see it anyway, just because I've seen all the other ones. Yeah, um, well, I'll have to watch the. It remake looks vaguely before. interesting, and you told me you brought up an interesting point that it looks like an all woman movie almost. It looks like it. Um. Just based on what they showed, uh, it seems like all of the core characters are women. So that's always interesting. That's interesting to me. Not something you see a lot in this kind of movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm interested. I, wo- I welcome it. Yeah, I'll have to watch the, the what is it, 2017 Evil Dead uh, ahead of us seeing this one. What is that one, the... The remake, yeah. The remake is like 2013, 2012. Oh, wow. It's, okay. It was a while I back. Thought it was, I thought it was more recent than that. No, it is not. Next up was a weird one. Yeah? Uh, it was 65. Ooh, yes. This is uh, this is the Adam, an Adam Driver, Driver time travel? Question mark? I, question mark? Question it's, mark? It's kind of vague, isn't it? Yeah, they're like, ooh, it's produced by Sam Raimi, and it's by the people who made A Quiet Place, except not the director. So... Mm. Uh, I mean, okay, so... I sh- always find it questionable when we're touting producers as part of something. Me too. Um, so the the plot of this one seems to be that uh, Adam Driver is in a... He's, like, doing an alien spaceship where he's, like, driving the... the he's doing... The first, in, the first half of this trailer just looks like Alien. Just looks like Alien. It's like a guy, he's, like, doing, like, a long-haul freight with some crew. They crash land on a weird planet, and then the big reveal which I saw coming, was, oh, they actually landed on Earth, and da-da-da, it's prehistoric Earth, and there are dinosaurs. Yeah, there are fucking dinosaurs, and you. this isn't your mama's dinosaur movie, because in this one, we are shooting the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, there's like, it's like a sci-fi plot, so like, the guy, like, Adam Driver has like a fantasy rifle that he's shooting. Yeah, he has a Halo rifle. Yeah, um, but there are dinosaurs. Ah. Yeah. This is a video game-ass movie, is what I this thought, movie looks yeah, like. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like an adaptation of something, like a Turok or something. Yeah, um, I'm not going to see this. No, <laughs> we're not <laughs> going to see it. There's no chance I go see this. Uh, I am just not charmed by Adam Driver, really. Um, and, like, even if I was... He looks like he's aged 5,000 years know, since Star looks, Wars. He looks like, so, like I don't know. Like, I'm habit. aware he was already 40, but I think that took some of his life force from him yeah i think if you i think if you like star in uh one of those movies you just like lose a little bit of your life energy to disney i think they just take I think it that's from just you true yeah even before disney <laughs> uh next up is a movie that we are gonna see yeah and that's bo is afraid yeah this was really interesting to see i wasn't aware that they had a trailer for it yet but this is not necessarily a horror movie it looks like but horror movie guy Ari, Ari Aster's Aster. we're both, new movie. We're both annoying Ari Aster stands. I wouldn't say that. I like Hereditary. You like Hereditary a lot. 
Midsummer we liked a little bit less, but still Midsummer's liked it. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the reaction around both I'm of not... those movies culturally is more annoying than those movies actually are. Yeah, I mean, I liked the other movies. I, I wouldn't think... say that I am fully in on Ari Aster, though. But I may see this. I'm fully prepared for this movie to be bad because it is like Joaquin Phoenix in like a fictional biopic about this guy who's living like a weird life where he's seeing visions. I feel like I know how this movie's going to go from seeing the trailer. Do you want to do you want to you want to hit me with it? What's your what's your rundown on how this movie's going to go? It's just about life and death and his mom is already dead and it doesn't matter. Interesting. I would believe that. Uh, it's more about the journey of life than an actual event. Listen, I, I like when directors do something different, and this seems very different from the stuff he's previously done. Uh, and I like Joaquin Phoenix. You know, I thought, like, Joker, despite being kind of like a bad shell of a movie, uh, he made it good by having, like, a good performance, so... I hope he isn't gaining and losing this much weight this fast, though. Oh, you know he is. Oh, Hollywood people are just like this. That's dark. I hope he's okay. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see uh, where he goes with this one. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think it will be um, kind of baffling and probably the entertaining. The trailer's weird as hell. Yeah. Which makes me intrigued. Yeah. I mean, if it was not weird, I wouldn't know what to do about it, basically. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'll watch a weird drama every now and then, so... Uh, and then the last one that we remember, because there might have been trailers that we forgot. But I fully disclosed. I mean, these are the horror trailers we're mostly talking about, and like yeah. tangentially related stuff. Uh, the last one is Any's Men, uh, which is a Cornish movie. Apparently, this came out last year. Uh, yeah, it's probably because it's a foreign movie. It's probably got like some kind of limited release, and it, maybe now it's getting like a an American release. It looks pretty good it looks intriguing it's got some interesting imagery going on not much in terms of a plot exactly portrayed by the trailer but it might not be that kind of movie it might be um, more of a, a skin and rink vibes kind of thing it looks like a video nasty which just in the way that it it's shot in the way like it looks the film like it's shot on looks. like an older camera or it's made to look like that the director mark jenkin made a movie that i've heard of and is supposed to be good called Bates in 2019 so i'll check it out yeah i might check it out i i think the trailer is intriguing and i'm always interested in something weird always yeah um speaking of which so that's it for trailer talk <laughs> yeah let's get into infinity pool infinity pool um so obviously like i can't take a super detailed summary because i'm sitting there in a theater watching the movie so don't expect our usual scary pair treatment no we kind of just like bullshit through it and kind of recall like what we like and how we feel um i do have like um a limited uh uh summary that i'll give here uh we can kind of go through it a little bit but it's not like comprehensive we are going to be fully spoiling the movie um, but I guess before we get into that, do you want to give just kind of like your your non-spoilery reaction to it? For... Yeah, yeah. I think no. I like this a little bit more than Possessor. I feel like it's still in that frame of being kind of like a a psychedelic, dark, depraved movie <laughs> in a lot of ways. It's like 
very sexual. It's very psychotic at points, but I I really enjoy that style that uh, Brandon Cronenberg is putting forth. And if you like the other one, you're going to like this one. It, it reminds me a ton of Possessor, but I think this one on the strength of the performances manages the performances, to be... Yeah, there are so many more performances. There are more characters than Possessor maybe had, which I think is to its strength. It's just, it manages to, like, grab your attention constantly. Um, and, it, and it manages to be kind of fun and and charming in the way that it's performed, which um, I think Possessor was missing a little bit. I think you got a little bit of it from when Sean Bean was on screen. In that and movie. he's not he's not on screen for very but long. But he's not on screen for very long. Um, so, um, I guess, I guess, yeah. Um, I came out of the movie kind of, I feel I felt this way about Possessor. I think that like the the plot is not that interesting uh, in terms of like the events that occur uh, laid out in like a plain manner. No, I, I fully disagree. That's fine. Yeah. I think I think the themes that it's that it's going into are interesting. I think the the uh, character performance is good and the character like work is pretty good. I think it looks visually really interesting, and I think that's, like, melded in with the storytelling in a way that's cool, as opposed to, like, just running stuff over to put a good image on screen. Um, See, I I feel like the plot is a very interesting, like, mousetrap-like device for character work to happen that I really enjoy. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, I think just, like, for me, so we're going to get into it as we talk about this movie, but this movie is like a little bit about sort of the hospitality industry. Yeah, I I personally um, like that it is about the tourism industry. How, you know, if you are from a place of privilege and you're visiting like a poorer country, maybe you can get away with a little bit more. And maybe even like we might call this like a criminal tourism industry, which some people like to play up, some people like to play down, but... Sometimes it happens. But, like, at the end of the day, like, the only perspectives we see are from, like, these tourists. And, like, it doesn't seem that interested in, like, the lives of the people that uh, these people are, like, kind of running over that much. Like, it gets said explicitly, but, like, not really interrogated at all. Um, And, like, I do feel like occasionally, like, they use the imagery of, like, the scary brown people and the white people uh, resort to, like, try and get you up on your haunches a little bit. Um, I will say, I think it's interesting that we have chosen a fictional country with a fictional language to set up a lot of maybe fictional scenarios. But it is kind of coded in different ways. It's kind of, like, maybe partly Slavic, maybe partly, like, Central America. It it is, like, trying to throw you off because... um, um, they're on the beach, but I think they say, like, uh, Tocantin at some point, which is in uh, South America, but not, it's landlocked. And then um, it's also shot in um, uh, Croatia. Yeah. So it, it's kind of, like, um, all over the place in that and regard. And a, a lot of the, the characters that live there look very different from each other. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, some of the inspiration uh, for the movie was based on, like, uh, uh, real experiences that uh, Brandon had on vacation, on weird rich people vacation. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, And just, like, you know, um, I think that's an okay vehicle to tell this story about, like, the most pathetic man in the world having an identity crisis. Um, But... 
that's all the movie is. Like I don't like it. I don't think it's like that that interested in those those themes going on. But that is like an undercurrent running throughout the whole movie. It is a big part of it, but it's also a vehicle for like this, like you said, identity crisis. Like it is very Freudian in the way we are exploring like the super ego or whatever you know, right? Yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day, this is, like, a writer-director uh, doing a story that is kind of, not a self-insert, but a uh, writer-character um, kind of, like, losing his mind. He is absolutely mind. a writer-character. But yeah. we, we find out not, not a very good one, <laughs> which is kind of at the point where he feels emasculated, which is a big sticking point for this character. And, like, there's a point where, like, literally somebody's gonna read, like, effectively, like, a bad letterbox review to this guy. Yes, um, yes, we might as well say right now, Mia Goth does... Uh, read a bad review from his book and it is the most upset the character gets in the whole movie and it is so good it is so funny i love her i love him it's a great scene the the scene is fantastic but i can't help when i'm watching it to be like so brandon you got some bad reviews for possessor and you didn't know how to feel about that did you (laughs) like i couldn't i couldn't help it like i couldn't help but have that feeling and that's kind of like maybe could be but also like his movies are pretty well received. I would say it's not really the same. Yeah, but I can I can definitely imagine how like this movie is also about kind of uh, as a artist you have this kind of like constant fear that like uh, that everyone's laughing at you. That everyone's laughing at you. That that no one cares. Um, that um, even people who present to care are more interested in some kind of ulterior motive um, to have you as kind of an object. As opposed to um, have some sort of human connection with you. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe they are. But then, what do you do about that? Well, this main character certainly doesn't come to a decision on <laughs> no, that. No, no. So yeah. I, I guess with that, let's get into a little bit of the summary. Yeah. Um, so James Foster, played by Alexander Skarsgård, and his wife, M, uh, Cleopatra Coleman. I think she does a good job in this movie. She's great at being the, the harrowed wife, just being like, I'm leaving. <laughs> That, that is a role. Uh, they're on vacation at a fancy resort. Uh, yeah, James is like a semi-failing writer, and uh, M is like his uh, wealthy patron uh, fail daughter. His sugar mom. Uh, yeah. Um, they meet fellow vacationers Gabby, uh, played by Mia Goth, and her husband Albin, who is uh, Jillia Lesperit, who's great. He uh, is also really great. I don't, but I don't know if Mia Goth is someone who is one of those people who can't bleach their eyebrows without being scary, or if she just doesn't have any. I think she's looking hot in this movie. I still though. think she looks great. Yeah. The eyebrows just aren't there. Yeah. Um, they uh, approach James as uh, fans of his book and kind of ingratiate themselves with him um, as, you know, fellow vacationers. Um, Gabby is, like, very clearly, like, hitting on James here. Yeah. Um, I think very clearly, uh, I... I love that she has a strange, innocuous L.A. job, specifically being that she (laughs) is the person in infomercials in black and white who is not good at things. Yeah, the person that they show failing at things is specifically like her specialty. Which I think is so funny. It is funny. Conceptually, I love that it is so L.A. Um, They end up uh, taking a trip uh, against... uh, uh, vacation rules uh, outside of the compound um where gabby makes a sexual advance on uh james 
Uh, I don't think it's an advance. I uh, think she it succeeds. Is, uh, yeah, I yeah. think it is fully. Uh, she jerks him off, and he's okay with it. Yeah, I mean, so this character of James is like a fucking coward. Um, he never makes a decision at no, any he point. No. He's incapable of it, even when he is uh, like committing adultery. He just is like letting this happen, happen to him. Yeah. yeah, he's like, okay, yeah, this woman who I like, he is clearly interested in her. He has like fallen under her spell absolutely, which is why like he has gone on this outing with them anyway. And of course, his wife doesn't like it because she knows. Yeah. Um. And so when, you know, she's uh, forward with him and just starts, like, touching his penis while no one's around, he's like, well... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, As you wish. Uh, so this uh, evening culminates in uh, James uh, hitting a pedestrian that night while drunk driving them home. He isn't um, drunk, though. He's just distracted. No, he, I think he is drunk here. Because um, they've been, they've all been drinking. He's not as drunk as uh, someone else, as uh, the other guy, uh, Albin, who yeah. drove them out there. Um, so he hits a he hits a pedestrian. Funny that this is the second movie uh, this week that we watched that involves uh, uh, four people in a car uh, doing two, a hit two, and run. Two couples accidentally doing a hit and run. But this is how uh, I know what you did last summer should have ended. <laughs> um. So they they all make the decision to do this hit and run um, because they're like, you know, we're in a foreign country. Uh, it's bad out here. Yeah, uh, Mia, Mia Goth's character is specifically the one that tries to scare them out of it. Yeah. Um, so, but they do end up all getting thrown in jail. Um, and James eventually confesses to the crime in a really good interrogation scene, I thought. Yeah. I love the scene with the, the detective. It's fantastic. Um, uh, after also, uh, being, it's revealed, uh, he was snitched on by everyone else, including his wife. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting, his relationship with Em in this movie, because she's absolutely, um, it's not fair what he's doing to her. He's a terrible person. They kind of have a strange contempt for each other, where, yeah. where you kind of get the sense, like, maybe they're already kind of on the way to divorce. Yeah, it, it comes out that they've been together for, like, ten years, but, like, she doesn't like him. And he no, doesn't like her. He doesn't really like her either. He feels, um, he clearly feels emasculated by having to borrow money from her family, and, and yeah, that, that's a big part of their relationship. Well, and she's dragging him on this, like, vacation that he clearly, like, kind of, um, side eyes, and he's like, this is embarrassing that I've, you know, gone to, like, find inspiration for my new book at a fucking resort. Um, and he's tired of going around to the uh, Chinese place that is uh, run by, like, uh, not Chinese people wearing, like, traditional Chinese garb for rich, horrible white people uh, to eat at. Um, it's just, uh, uh, you get the feeling that this guy, he realizes, like, his life is is ruined. Uh, and he just wants to, like, run away from it. Uh, it's, um, But, uh... This country has a few quirks to it, you might say, in its law. Yeah, so hospitality laws allow for James to be uh, cloned through a mysterious process uh, so that his clone can be uh, executed. ceremoniously executed um, with him watching. Um, and that's his way out of uh, the death sentence that is killing someone even by accident in this country. This is another case where, like, they kind of uncritically, like, present this as, like, wow, this is just a conservative, backwards country where they do this kind of thing in Central America. And it's, like, 
okay, but, like, they should face repercussions for this and don't, like... Well, I think that's kind of the point, is that you can buy your way out of a lot of things in poorer places. Right. So that, they, that is just a vehicle to say that. Right. They So they buy their way out. Um, uh, this event kind of, like... I love the cloning process. Yeah. <laughs> you stand in some weird goop and you gotta be naked, but your hair is up in a hairnet. <laughs> and then you have uh, hallucinations. Yeah. It seems kind of fun. Yeah. Uh... This kind of fractures his already tenuous relationship with M and drives him closer in with Gabby and Alban. Um, even though, like, it's pretty clear, like, they kind of pushed him into this happening a little bit. Like, well, he he agreed, but, like... I don't think he's so mad at it because he's watching himself be executed. And he smiles a little bit. And I'm like, oh... This is where this is going. This is where I'm like, okay, the fucking movie has started. Yeah. Like, okay, there's some weird supernatural shit, and this protagonist has, like, more to him than lets on. At the same time, I don't know if the movie really capitalizes on this. Um, It's going to go some places, but, like, I don't know if James's, like, weird, like, titillation at this is ever going to be really, like, fully explored. You know, it gets to a point. Like, as this movie's going to go on, he's going to have kind of, like, a... Well, it's it's the most literal form of ego death is the thing that is thematically what is happening. He is confronting himself, watching himself die and becoming a new person. Well, and the idea that like that's somehow like exciting to him is interesting. But like really all they do with this for a while is have like a great Gatsby style libertines plot where he meets up with like this community of people who are all rich white vacationers. They're not all white. But they're no, all, they're all, not all white. Yeah, um, who, like, come to this country and uh, have been cloned before, and they, like, use it as a means of, like, entertainment, basically. Yeah, it's kind of a, just a fun thing you can do on vacation to them. Yeah, is uh, be cloned and watch your clone get killed. It's like a murder vacation. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kinky. Well, and they do, like, get away with murder. Like, they're, they, they, you know, this happened because they killed someone, for real, who will not be cloned, who is just dead now. Um... Uh, James, like, falls in with them, uh, he, like, they, like, rob the, the local, like, uh, owner of a, of a villa's place as, like, a prank, which gets them all thrown back in jail, and then they're all ritually executed again. Yeah, there's also these crazy masks throughout this movie, which I really, really like. Yeah. They're so creepy, they're so cool. They're presented as, like, these ritual masks that are, like, traditional, but they just look freaky. Um, you can get them at the gift shop. Yeah. So... Um, I want one. M eventually becomes, like, disgusted with James and leaves him at the resort as he, like, quote-unquote, can't find his passports. Uh, and he becomes further ensnared by this group who call themselves uh, zombies. Uh, and they take, like, special drugs and they drink a lot and he fucks Gabby s'more. Yeah, he has a, much like Possessor, very trippy sex. Yeah. Which I... <laughs> this is a good time to talk about it. This is the first film representation that I can immediately think of, of a shitting dick nipple. (laughs) There is a shitting dick nipple in this movie. That's right. It's kind of interesting to look at. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how else to describe it. If you elongate a nipple and something is coming out of it, I'm like, that's a shitting dick nipple. That's right. I don't know. Um, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> uh, eventually, um, 
uh, James is kind of like scared straight when, as a prank, they have him beat up a clone of himself. Um, he tries to flee the country, but they don't let him. Um, and eventually they're just like fully... Um, uh, yeah, they have like John McAfee style taken over an island and they just cause yeah. trouble now. Yeah, they're like um, parading him out in front of their car and Mia Goth like laying on the on the uh, hood of the car is like serenading him with a bunch of uh, bullying and evil shit, which is fantastic. It's amazing. I love her in this scene. And also she's just fierce. Yeah. I can't even be mad at her because everything she's doing is fierce. <laughs> um, uh, this all like sort of culminates in him finally um, killing his own clone with his bare hands. He like punches it to death. Very, very literal representation of what this movie is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and the uh, zombies, content with their fun, uh, return home to their normal lives, resolving they, to do it have, all again next year. Yeah, they have a bunch of boring returning to real life conversations in the bus yeah. about like, oh, are we going to like pay the sinner or like... What are we going to do when we get back to L.A.? Like, this is just another day for them. They're yeah. back to their boring lives, and they're going to forget this ever happened. Yeah. Such, uh, as, such as a vacation. And even M seems, like, ready to uh, take James back, um, but he is unable to kind of bring himself to return home, and our final shot is him sitting on the raining beach alone. Yeah. Uh, as we see the titular Infinity Pool, which is, like, a big, like, spectacle pool in one of the resorts. Uh, we get, actually, a shot of it. Um, I had a good time. I had a great time with this movie. I think it was excellent. I love the performances. I love what it's doing. I love it visually. We did get one of those interesting uh, photo sensitivity warnings before the movie. And earned. boy, yeah, it, it's super <laughs> earned. But I thought that was that made it even more fun to see on a big screen in the dark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's absolutely like a uh like i think i think like if you just focus on the plot of like this guy confronting who he is uh as like a, a ego death style movie with some cool visuals and some cool performances and a little bit of social commentary uh it's just a good time it's a great time i i agree with all that um i think like there's maybe like more i would have like the movie to do or like more places for it to go but ultimately like if it's just going to be about james and like his kind of deal then like okay that's the movie i got um i think i would enjoy this movie a lot more on rewatches kind of knowing what it's about because i yeah, could just sort of enjoy the ride i kind of had this movie pegged wrong from like the big turn in like when they get cloned and stuff there, there's like a million moments where you think oh this is what the movie's going to be about now and I, it, I was completely wrong it didn't quite go there yeah um, it just ends up being like i enjoy it as just like a worst guy in the world uh sees god has a bad day type of way um, and that's, you know, I, there's other stuff that's going on that's interesting. Um, but I definitely see, like, the the ways you could kind of branch off and do something, like, really different with this. Um, yeah, I think so. it's interesting. There's not a lot of movies like those out yet still. And I, I love to see them. I'm glad that this got, like, a big theater release and stuff. And, yeah, I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I, I guess, like, for me, the only thing keeping it back from being, like, uh, like a big favorite of mine is that it's a little too introspective it's a little too navel gazy as like uh oh what's my deal 
You know, why aren't I happy? Why is my life bad? Why am I a bad person? Um, as like a question that it's interested in. There's a lot of that. Uh, and James is like just the worst guy. Um, played very well by Alexander Skarsgård. He is like the, he. I love him as this pitiful man. Yeah, he's very good at being pathetic and also a total monster at times. Yeah. Which you, you get the, you run the, gum, get the gamut of both, obviously. Yeah. And I think like, there's so many movies like this where I would complain about having, like, quote-unquote, no one to root for. But the cast is so much fun that I don't actually have that problem. Like, Mia Goth, despite being, like, the worst person on Earth in this movie, is so fun. I just I love, want to see what they're going to do next. I love, like, everything she's doing. I think it's so interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because the whole movie, like, these, like, um, this group of people are, like, it's revealed that they kind of, like... Um, had planned all along to basically, like, ruin James's life as, like, a bit. As, like, a way to enjoy their vacation. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he never really um, tries to make him pay for that or strike back at them, really. Or do anything about it. Or uh, it, he really just kind of, like, has a bad time about it. Um, and it's, it's an interesting way for that movie to go. Um, yeah, I think there's something to say about... Maybe the level of self-hatred going on for that to be the case. Maybe he thinks he deserves it in a lot of ways. And, and I, he he maybe wants it to happen a little bit. And I think that ending kind of cements it. Where, like, you know, um, he can't be this horrible rich person who's just going to go back to their normal, boring, horrible rich people life and do this as a vacation. He can't do that. And he also can't go back to being, like, a normal person either. So he's stuck in the middle. So he's stuck in the middle and just chooses to do nothing. And that's kind of his whole deal, the whole movie. That's every situation he's going to not make a decision and kind of fail to start um, until he's forced to, to do something. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the point. Like, yeah, you know, it, it is until they force him to take action yeah. that he kind of yeah. he kind of stays back. Um, which is why I say the movie is like navel-gazy, right? Because like... Um, you know, this is clearly like, this is clearly like kind of interrogating this sort of response in yourself a little bit. Like that's why you make this kind of movie, right? Is like both like why do I care when bad things happen, but also um, why can't I be better about making sure the bad things don't happen in my life? Why do I let bad things happen? Um, is kind of like the the central question that it's asking like who who am i who like who who do i have in my core am i a good person or am i a bad person and there's kind of no one in there for for james in the movie and that's kind of like where it leaves him to like sit and think about that it's it's definitely cool when a, a movie wants you to to kind of sit on it a little bit it wants to kind of leave you thinking about stuff instead of just kind of uh you know giving it all giving it all away i definitely think that's cool uh I think it will condemn you to not being, like, a super popular movie, but that's fine. I like when people make choices that are maybe a little bit unpopular, but are I mean, this really is, cool. So People are very critically liking it. It's definitely, for the most it's definitely critically acclaimed, right? And, like, you know, like, there are a ton of stories about, like, uh, kind of about this. Like, I referenced, like, Great Gatsby is doing, like, a lot of this stuff. There's a lot of, like, things in this sort of orbit, right? Um, so I think it's interesting as one of those... And yeah, I, I like all of the bits of like flair too. I like how like visual it is. I think yeah, a lot that's of that's definitely like my favorite strength of the movie is just the way it looks. Definitely, I think a lot of like visual focused directors kind of like get lost in the sauce sometimes, where like the visuals kind of like become the point, 
No, I don't think that about it at all. I don't think that ever happens with this movie. No. I think it's always kind of supporting like what's the story that's it's, being told and what's going on. It's kind of more of a, a fun bonus, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you're enhancing the story with the visuals, which is like what you're supposed to... That's like movie making, baby. Like, that's the fucking cinema. That's the cinema. We should also say that we saw the rated R cut for the theater. There is also an NC-17 out there somewhere. I'm interested that. In that I've heard about. I think it probably just has more dong. Probably. As is usual. You, you only see like one dong in this movie and that's not, that's, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a far away dong. You're kind of like squinting yeah. like, is that a dong? It's a dong. Give me some Skarsgård dong in this movie. I bet it's in there. Because they're showing other stuff. Give me the dong cut. They're showing me shitting dick nipples, and you're not going to show me a penis? Come on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, do you have? I feel like I talked a lot about this one. Yeah, I mean, I, that's totally okay, but I, I feel like I kind of summed up my feelings on it already. Like, it, it's a really good time. I, I like the things that it has to say. It's kind of like an interesting introspection on, like, the characters, and I really like the characters and the performances, and the visuals kind of support it. I love that kind of trippy style that he's going for, and I like the thematic stuff in there and the stuff that it's doing, so that's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. All, all a good time. Definitely a big fan of that one. Yeah. Great time. Good theater movie. Very good theater movie. Yeah. There weren't a lot of people in the theater, but I kind of liked it that way. I wouldn't want to see this in a packed house. That would be kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, also, like, with COVID, I still don't think I'd be, like, 100% comfortable with that. That's one of the reasons, like, we've been kind of poking our nose into the theater, but trying to hit, like, a matinee. Oh, we're back. We're back for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, the movies that we see aren't typically, like... <laughs> blockbusters crowd pleaser well i wouldn't yeah. say crowd pleasers but they're they're horror movies yeah. less people see them than maybe like blockbusters I, I did see people walk out of this movie which i have questions who's walking out of this movie when did people walk out twice i saw two people walk out and not come back to this movie when was that just like at random points like i saw one person do it like a third of the way through and one person do it like two thirds of the way through it's not for them. I was surprised. I'm like, who's who's here and is like, I'm out. People not expecting the style, I guess. Maybe, maybe, because it is it is like very much like on its style. So if that, I guess if that rubbed people the wrong way, but cowards. It's this or Megan right now, baby. For if you want to go see a horror movie, it's very polarizing. Dog, if you watch a movie and you don't like it and you don't have the guts to stick it out and watch no, that, it the whole way that's through, that's not even true. You have the options of Megan. Skinamarink and Infinity Pool. And boy, what a selection that is for people right now. Uh, we are grappling with that. But I enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I enjoy it. February looking out to be like a good horror movie month. Like, not... I wouldn't say is usual. <laughs> it, usually they save the kind of bad ones for Feb, for uh, January, February. But I, I, guess I, had we'll a, see. I had a good time with all of our movies in January. So, you know. I enjoyed all of them. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good place as any to leave off. Yeah. Scary Pair on Twitter. You know where to find us. You know where to find us. If you're here, probably. Yeah, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's going to do it. Uh, Catch our next episode, which is going to be The Descent. Descent. I almost forgot. I almost had to look at the piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, and bye, everybody. Good night, everyone.